<laughs> hey, welcome to Change Live, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. We have a super exciting uh, show uh, planned for you guys today. I'm about to say forget, happy Thursday. Um, tonight, we'll be talking about five traits every entrepreneur should have, you know. It's kind of like a spinoff of the show we had last year, Are You Ready to Be an Entrepreneur? But uh, kind of want to revisit it, you know, in uh, the spirit of we're early in the year, still in that third quarter. And I know a lot of people ready to get started, start a new business. So I just want to revisit it and kind of go over some of the things that I think are common traits of all successful entrepreneurs. Before we get started, I want to say what's up to my awesome producer, DJ Lab. What's going on, brother? That another, much, another man. Week, another hey, week. Another week, another week, another week. We're going. We making it. That's right. 2020 good so far. Say what's up to Slick316. Also say what's up to uh, my assistant, Joni. And everything. She's doing good. Yeah, Johnny doing good. Talk to her today and everything. Um, man, we got you know, we got an awesome uh show planned for the month of March. Last night I did a live stream. I tried to do it early in the day, I just was so busy. I did okay. about what about 10, 11 o'clock, the March twenty twenty uh preview. Okay. I can't even remember all the shows, but the night show again, we'll be talking about the five traits of air entrepreneur. Next week's show gonna be real good. We're gonna be uh asking. Um, we'll condense the title, but in essence it'll be should a man be considered the leader of the house if the woman is the primary breadwinner? Mm. Now, before you fellas start putting down your joysticks <laughs> and pulling your pants up <laughs> and start hollering your hair, <laughs> let's 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 visit that on uh next, that next on week? next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Get into it right yeah, now. you know, because I think gonna be a couple homeless brothers next Friday. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and I forgot the last two shows, but again, if you don't get a chance, go to the uh, uh, the YouTube channel, Change Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burden, and I have the uh, March uh, 2020 show preview Okay. Uh, for the whole month and everything, but it's going to be action-packed, going to be real awesome this month. I'm super excited uh, about it and everything. Um, oh, Jonah chiming in now. What's going on, Jonah? <laughs> but um, I'm super excited about uh, tonight's show. Because anytime, you know, people get into that New Year's, we talk about New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. new goals and stuff like that, everybody get pumped up and ready to go. And um, a lot of folks want to start their own business, want to do new chapters in their life and everything. And I just, like I always tell people, do that self-assessment. Right. Kind of look at what person you are and how, how you're built in your ways, good or bad, see if you're built for it. And I think after we go through some of the things after tonight's show, uh, probably give people a little more clarity. Okay. If that's that walk they want to walk. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a hard walk. Hard and lonely walk. Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing. You know. Uh, shout out to Scotch. <laughs> God. <laughs> Boy. Boy, you got. What, 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 what you drinking? Oh, this is Balvini. Oh, okay. Balvini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 12 year old Balvini what Scotch. Does it go down smooth? Nah, this ain't, this shit don't go down smooth, man. Scott ain't that smooth by Scotch. This is what the white man brought to the Indians uh, okay. when he first hit uh, Plymouth Rock. Okay. This is the fire water. <laughs> That's the white man brought the fire okay. water. He brought Scotch. Okay. <laughs> nah, no smooth. Nah, hell no. Nah, ain't that smooth about it. It's a quiet taste. Oh, okay. In okay. everything, but nah. <laughs> Ain't never smooth by Scotch. It's, it's a little different from Canadian mist. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing like whiskey. I was just nah. asking. Nah, nah, bro. I can tell you that now. This is exactly what the, what the men are talking about. White man, fire water. <laughs> Had them killing each other in a week. <laughs> you know, it's all we were doing, changing live. We revisited the previous week. Um, hey, great news, guys. Uh, you know, I told you about my, my plan I got for, you know, the, the uh, youth uh, uh, program. Mm-hmm. I went and uh, met with my mastermind class on Monday night where we do uh, the speaking pro- uh, mastermind group. I let everybody evaluate my offer, initial offer out to everybody. Everybody gave me the thumbs up. I actually thought it was a rough draft. Right. You know, they were like, nah, D, this is cool to roll out. So we all going to be rolling that out right now. Right now, implementing my sales force mm-hmm. uh, to look at it. But it's going to be a great program for a lot of you youth organizations. Uh, cheerleading, I mean, that football, basketball, baseball, cheerleading and everything. We'll talk about a little bit more in depth on next week's show when I get re- when I roll everything out. But, uh, yeah, man, I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm going to be doing just an initial offer, just everybody, you know, just something for me 
to give to everybody, let them know, get them a taste of what the program is about. Okay. And then we'll, you know, then you opportunity if you like it and stuff like that, you can go further into the program. And oh, everything. Okay. But I'm super excited about it uh, with doing that. Um, also, you know, guys, I'm, I'm the uh, owner of Majestic Business Services. We've passed that halfway mark of uh, tax season, and I'm uh, deep in the trenches. Um, I'm not sleeping at all. Um, it's been rough, rough on me. <laughs> Nice on the bank, which you know, <laughs> you know, but it's been cool, man. It's been cool. Everything I asked for, I'm getting and stuff. Uh, my sales team, they out there grinding, they making their money. Everybody happy, like Don King said, God bless America. Mm. So <laughs> it's um, it's been cool, man. It's been cool, been blessed and everything. Kids doing great. Uh, big shout out to Will B. Uh, my baby boy, his basketball team, they lost on. Tuesday night, that, that second round of the playoffs, uh -huh. they played the number one team in the league. They had been beating everybody like 50, 50 to zip, 50 to 2. Mm -hmm. I think they beat William on like 30 to 18 or something like okay. that. So, you know, they, it was respectable. Yeah. Irrespectable, you <laughs> know, and everything. No, no, no. And they didn't pump. I mean, it was actually, be totally honest with you, they were a better team. Mm -hmm. And like I told the kids, like, you know, just with some practicing and depth, their first year team, that team actually was good. Mm -hmm. Actually, they, you know, it, you know, I can honestly say that. So, uh, but it was cool. I was real proud of the kids. They didn't punk or nothing like that. They played hard. So, big shout out to Coach Joe. Man, I hate on, can't remember Coach Joe's last name, but uh, real good brother and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he did an excellent job with the kids. Also, this Sunday, I started my first offseason practice with my football team. Uh oh. Is it already time? It's time now. Oh. Shit, you got through two losing seasons. He's never too damn early. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to get that money <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's the only thing. I ain't got no swag in my life back. So <laughs> we got to get that back and everything. And everybody excited. So he's trying so, to start again. Oh, going man. Down, yes, huh? sir. We're going to just get everybody back in the, in the fold of it and stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm excited about that. Hey, again, this is Change Your Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burden. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Change Your Lives, hosted by Deontay Burden. We're also streaming live on uh, Facebook. You can go to the Facebook page. I know some of you guys are checking us out there. Make sure you go there. Also streaming live, you know, if you drive, you can't see the video. I hear that excuse all the time. I always stop you right then and there. Hey, listen, we got a podcast. We're streaming on uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Apple Radio, Spotify, Google Play. Hey, we've been on uh, Periscope and soon to be Pandora. We're soon to be. Hey, hey, we ain't worried about that, you know, but listen, we, we, we everywhere. So if you Google Deontay Burden, Changing Lives, uh, hosted by Deontay Burden, or pull up Misfits Radio or Misfits Media Group, you have no, no excuse, excuse at all. <laughs> Just look for the gap. And you can uh, <laughs> go to misfitsmediagroup.net, and the live stream is right there on the website, too. Oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Newly now. implemented. There you go. There you go. But, um, you know, with tonight's show, man, I'm super excited. Again, we'll be talking about, you know, what are the five traits of successful entrepreneurs, you know? I said, spin off from last year's show where we asked, uh, Are you ready to be an entrepreneur? And um, we're starting everything out. Like I said initially, you know, a lot of times people want to get into business and they have different things they want to do and everything. And I always tell people, and they say, Well, hey, D, I already started business up and everything. What do you think I should do? Or how do you think I should go about it? Before we start going into a structural plan, I try to. You know, talk to people, look at, you know, internally, mm -hmm. you know, how you built mentally and everything. Because, again, you, you think about it in college, and I just remember most of my professors in college, you know, you have uh, in the real world, well, college being the theoretical mm -hmm. um, aspect of everything, and then the real world being the practical standpoint. And most of your college professors, they have been in academia forever. They've never went and uh, worked professionally. Right. And they can tell you theoretically how a business is supposed to work and how you're supposed to do certain things, but they don't understand it in practice. And if you're lucky to get one of those professors that understands, that have done both, that has taught and also worked, mm -hmm. that's when you're like, okay, cool. Then they can give you, hey, this is what we're supposed to do, but this is what happens also, mm -hmm. you know, also sometimes and everything. Just give you a chance to think. My, my, my professor called it, this is books to uh, statistics. Mm -hmm. There's these things, he used to always say, these things in the book, probably will not apply to the real world <laughs> because there are variables in the real world that does not apply and that will not be talked about in this book. Basically, he said the book is if everything's hunky-dory. That's it. <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. And, you know, just having those, we talk about a lot in the show, is having those um, contingent plans and those being those plans when things happen. But I think this is this show will give uh, people a lot of insight if they're looking at starting their own business, they're looking at starting a new, uh, and, you know, even, you know, that being they're leaving their job altogether, they want to do something on the side. Mm-hmm. I think this will give you a good way to analyze yourself internally. Uh, um, uh, if you want to start a business or not. And with listening to these five traits, if you do or don't have these traits, that doesn't mean you can't be successful in business, but I am saying through a research and study, these are some common traits that I found that most successful entrepreneurs will have and everything. They don't go ask me what kind of study I had. I had a study. (laughs) 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 All right, leave it at that. But but serious business though, I I do think if you look at it, and you can and and especially once we discuss each one of these, you'll understand why they're they're pretty common, and most people that are successful entrepreneurs were doing it because, you know, like we just said before, is a very fulfilling thing, but it's also very scary, um, hard, and a lonely walk to take, and you got to make sure you're mentally prepared to do this kind of stuff, and um, again we're gonna start off with talking about those five. Before we start again, this is Change Your Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Bird. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that bell so you make sure you get notifications. So anytime I upload a video, it'll ding ding on your phone. That's right. And everything. Also subscribe to Mr. Short Dollar. That's where we do all the personal finance, business, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. Got some great videos on there, you guys, and we're growing steadily. I think I'm at 128. Mm-hmm. Subscribers and everything. We I need got to... a video I need you to do for that. We'll talk about that. Okay, later. cool, cool, this cool, cool. A short little thing I looked up. Okay, looked up for the last couple of days. Cool, cool. I'm trying to do some things, but yeah. Cool, cool. And and then just remind everybody with Mister Short Dollar, we talked about last week the the uh, additional thing I'm going to do with that where I'm going to be doing. Excuse me, probably interview like on Zoom or something like that. You know, maybe once a month, different professions or. Um, entrepreneurs or different things like that to make everything tangible. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, people want to do certain things, but maybe get a real estate investor on, get people in there that are in different fields that are going through that walk and stuff like that. We may just sit and talk with them and everything. So that should be exciting uh, also and everything. But make sure you go to both those YouTube channels and subscribe to them. Check out also both of them on uh, 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 Mr. Short Dollar and Changing Lives, also Majestic Business Services. Uh, yes, Johnny, Mr. Short Dollar. <laughs> Somebody's been out the loop. I know, right? <laughs> Google it, and you'll see my head pop up. Uh, we got a lot of people that keep saying, um, they asking you, can they be a guest? And I'm like, well, I can. A lot of people ask me. That's a childhood friend of mine, so he knows. We'll talk after the show. Fit with LB. If you have any interest or anything about being on the show, I tell you this: just inbox me uh, and everything, uh, your contact information, and I guarantee I'll get in contact with you within the next twenty-four hours. Mm. And we'll discuss it. I guarantee it. But um, I mean, j- just even with that said. I want guys everyone to keep in mind also the context of the show too. Changing lives being a motivational personal development show where we talk about, you know, self improvement, family and kids. And uh Mr. Short Dollar being the being the show about fine personal finance, entrepreneurship, uh business and everything. So like one brother he reached out to me, you know, with his uh card tricks. Mm-hmm. Don't mix. It don't, don't mix. Exactly. It don't mix oil and water. Right. You know, like I you know, I direct him to go, you know, Ringling Brothers. But I can't do card tricks on here. We Westside Misfits. We do artist stuff. There you go. There you go. And, and I sent them to you. <laughs> but uh, nah, if you uh, seriously, if you can, just send me your con- inbox me your contact information. I promise you, um, I get get in contact with you in the next twenty four hours. Uh, but yeah, check out both of those uh, uh those pages on on YouTube. Also, you can subscribe to to both of them on uh on uh, Facebook. Also, the uh, Majestic mm-hmm. Biz. Mr. Short Dollar and uh, Changing Lives. Big shout out to Slick316. She's been very uh, uh, pivotal in the growth of all those pages and stuff <laughs> like that. So uh, just check them out. Got a lot of information. So if you miss the stuff that's on uh, YouTube, we, we also share it on Facebook and everything. So, you know, just keep supporting everything. Give me feedback, just like you guys reaching out about being guests on the show. And uh, help us grow. Tell everybody, you if you like it, 
Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share it. Don't keep all that good information to yourself. Don't be stingy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Share it. Okay. But hey, getting getting um uh, into tonight's show again. We we're talking about the five traits uh, that are com- that uh, 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 come with most successful entrepreneurs. The first one is most successful entrepreneurs know how to execute ideas. And see, this is real funny because I know I've been accused of this plenty of times. Pooch, you stole my idea. And <laughs> when we start looking at it, they know how to ex- execute ideas. These are people that are that know to go from zero to 100. They When that thing pops up in their head, they don't sit on it. They know how to bring it to fruition just like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people sit there and say, well, look, man, I'm thinking about making a cake place or cake, uh, a bakery, I'm sorry, or, you know, starting a, a car wash. And, you know, they'll sit on it for years and, you know, just mm-hmm. always talk about it and everything. About like how Eddie Murphy was with his boom room room. <laughs> and never make it happen. Right. But then you got some people, they think of it, they see opportunities, and bam, it's there in less than a month or two. And entrepreneurs can really just, those successful ones, they know how to, from when that idea or that inception comes in, they know how to sit here and just go through the framework, get it set up, and just make it happen. How they do it is just a gift that they have, just something innate that can that enables them to to do that, you know, and everything. So what people don't really get, just in as, you know, and as simple as I can say it, you know, ideas ain't really shit. You know, everybody got ideas, but, you know, if you can't really execute or make it happen, it, it, it's no good. And that's all it's about, execute, execute, execute. If you're just sitting on it and it's keeping it in your head, that's just it. And there are a gazillion ideas in the graveyard right now uh, where people just had probably, you know, million-dollar ideas that they never just brought, you know, to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like I've been sometimes talking to people, and, you know, you say, well, hey, man, I'm thinking about doing this and thinking about doing it. I'm in one of my cleaning company. A uh, buddy of mine, me and him was talking about it, and he was just sitting on it just talking. Shit, he talking like that, and he was just talking about how much money they were making. So shoot, let me look into it. And it's about 15 years ago. And I just see you. I sat there and did the math. You know, I just got them, you know, put everything together, got some brooms, got some buckets, <laughs> did a little smiling and dialing, got some contracts. Right. He's, you took my idea. I said, no, nah, I just made it happen. You weren't going to do it anyway. Right. You're going to do what you do all the time. Talk, 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 talk. And I'm going to do what I do, go make some money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I wasn't stopping him. Right. From doing it and everything like that. Still did it too. Yeah. I mean, it's been plenty of time. I heard folks have opportunities. You know, we see it now. Like we uh, Google, look on YouTube, look at talk shows, people making money doing stuff like, wow. Mm -hmm. And you're like, man, let me try that out. You know, I got a little expertise in that field. Or it just seemed pretty simple. We tried, you know, and everything. That's why people sell gift baskets and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Not that they had that million dollar idea. They seen other people doing it. They figured. I can put some Hennessy in the basket, and I can put some cologne and all. <laughs> well, they are getting innovative with this stuff, man. You got porn and everything, yeah, man. Wow, I ain't know the Easter Bunny had porn. <laughs> the Easter Bunny putting porn tapes in the basket. Whoa, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's an idea, though, right? Yeah, shout out that lady right there with Bankhead and uh, uh, Jackson Parkway. So, no, at a point in there, you know, I got to get, get something for the kids. This last minute. Well, I got that in there. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. She got harnesses and everything in there. No what kind of bunny she was dealing with. Yeah, harnesses and everything. Yeah, but shout out to Vase Q and Ideal. It was and an idea, right? Yeah, and that's and that's the thing about it, you know, that, again, that, that uh trait number one is most successful entrepreneurs know how to uh, execute ideas, you know, bring them to fruition once they come into their head. And um uh, I think that's um, a lot of people that get stuck in that idea just because they hung up, they worried about, you know, that fear of failure. And like I always tell people, don't be afraid to start. Be more afraid of not trying and living with a life of regret. They're not moving on your ideas or whatever. Because if it don't work, it don't work. You can always say, hey, man, I tried. But you never want to be in a situation where you never tried. You know what I'm saying? So that was number one. Number two, you have a deep passion about what you want to do and what you're doing. You know, uh, like I always, people hear me say all the time, I work, uh, you know, 20 hours a day. So I have to work seven days a week. Right. And people look at me. Uh, so I had to work 40 hours a week. 20 hours a day, so I had to work 40, 40 hours a week. And what I mean by that is I love what I'm doing, and I'm so engulfed with it and stuff like that. I ain't even looking like I'm working. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this time of year, man, I'm going to bed two or three in the morning, sleep for a few hours, get up seven, eight. I get asked that all the time. You know, D, do you sleep? Yeah, I close my eye for a little bit, you know, but we got to, you know, let the battle show us and do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing like that and you got that passion, man, man, you're you, you moving different. Mm-hmm. You're moving different. Even when you're tired, you're still moving and you're not stressing about getting stuff done. You know, you, you we all been in a situation where you're at work and you got these deadlines, supervisors getting on your nerve. You just, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you out there, you just got something you're doing. And this ain't got to just be a job. Just say you with uh, you're doing something at your church, or you're helping your kids with their uh play, or with the, the youth team, or something like that. If you're really into it, man, you like really excited about getting the day started. Like mm-hmm. you know, hopping out of bed, moving it, you excited. And uh, most successful entrepreneurs, they don't look at it like, okay, this is my job, this is my career, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, and, and they have so much energy and passion with doing it. Uh, it's not even a thing that they even looking for compensation. People will just, you know, pay them. Like, man, you bring so much to the table. You know, um, something was funny. <laughs> uh, I was looking at a video, and uh, there was uh, uh, the guy was talking about how do you get paid speaking gigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy on the video said something that really <laughs> stuck with me. He said most uh, speaking jobs will pay. The key is, will they pay you? <laughs> 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 They'll pay. Right. It's not, you know, people are like, yeah, man, I need to get some jobs that are going to pay, you know. Is it, you know, are they paying? You know, people want the first thing. Hey, you know, some guys got a little movie up the street or got, you know, different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Guy might be a DJ or this, that, and that. Are they paying? Yeah, they paying. I don't know if they're going to pay you. Right. And that's the thing about it. People have to be realistic about it. But typically, if you're one of those folks that no matter what you do in life, you're going hard, 150% in it, you got so much passion, you got so much energy, it's a... Uh, it's so uh, visible, mm-hmm. man. It attracts people to you. It attracts people like, dang man, what's wrong with dude, man? What are you drinking? What are you doing? He just love what he's doing. Or she, right? she has such passion and energy for it. You know, it, it's almost sometimes contagious. Mm-hmm. And those people that are successful entrepreneurs, they approach stuff like that. They get tired. They get all that kind of stuff like that. But internally, it's something like, man, I just, I'm just ready to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to do this. I don't care whatever. I'll be doing this. You know, I retire and still doing it and everything. And that's what you see like that. And um, I think a lot of people uh, strive for that. You know, um, money is a big motivator for a lot of people. But I do know um, once you get started making money, you kind of find some some of that stuff is overrated. Mm-hmm. And I ain't finna sit here at front like, okay, I'm just getting gazillion dollars. I'd have had jobs paying me that. But when you start even getting comfortable and stuff like that, that still don't stop you from being miserable. Cause you don't. I done been in them jobs where, you know, guys say, well, "Hey, look, we're well, getting good money." I don't want good money. I want a white boy money. I want this. <laughs> I I want all the other perks. I right. want this and all, you know that. Right. Well, you getting that? You, you should be happy. Uh, no, no, no. And that was one of the things where you kind of like you know beat the pavement and you mm-hmm. you feel like you've made it because you start getting certain things, but it still ain't what you wanted, right. you know. And I think that's the thing when we start looking at doing things that we really love doing, that we got a deep passion for, that we love, that's when you see a lot of stuff change. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of opportunities falling in your lap. You get a, more money falling in your lap, stuff you're not even looking for and everything because people see that and everything. And that's kind of like, you know, I can look at even with the tax business, man, stuff just people start coming, other people seeing you, this, that, and that because they know you love doing what you're doing. They know you're very uh, in tune with it. A lot of stuff just falls into your lap. Right. You know, and everything. You don't really mind being aggressive, doing other stuff, or spending late nights doing and stuff like that. So, I think that's one of the traits again that uh, that's very common with a lot of successful entrepreneurs. They uh, have a deep passion for what they're doing, and you know how they're going about certain things that they're doing. Again, this is Change the Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Tonight's show, we're talking about five common traits that are uh, traits that are common with most successful entrepreneurs. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel. Changing Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burden. Um, and, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I appreciate all the growth and support we've got so far this year. And we want to keep on going with it. So even when you see the post on Facebook or on uh, on YouTube, you know, like, make sure you share it with as many people as possible and subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. The third thing, the third trait that we find is very uh, uh, common, and I think this is a, a huge one, um, that... A lot of people don't have, and this probably stops. I would say the bulk, and you know, probably see it, probably say hell, probably ninety percent of entrepreneurs and even people in life, 
they're able to recover from their failures in, in life and business a whole lot quicker than most folks. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I even say this with me, you know, I always kind of look at myself, you know, when I have stuff that kind of hiccups, or, damn, I don't really got for a project and everything. You know, I don't sit here like, okay, man, you get a call. I had, matter of fact, man, you know, just be transparent. Had this little church came to me. Brother Burden, you like a godly man. Okay, cool. I hear it. You know, take it how it comes. Yeah, so they wanted, they needed the bookkeeper. They needed all this kind of right. stuff, the website design. So I've got the whole project, you know, and everything. You know, they gave me tea, shared little churches with me and everything. I'm sitting there with the pastor and everything. I'm like, yeah, man. In the pastor chamber. And it was going cool, man. It's like, oh, cool. I'm getting this report. So I'm staying up late. Got a nice little package. You know, gave it to him, you know, and everything. Presented Okay, Brother Burton, let me go to the deacon board. We're going to get everything together, and, and, you know, we'll get back with you, man. But, hey, look forward to doing business with you. Gave me the shake. Hey, Rev, even. Gave me the hug. hug. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that 20, he said get back in 48 hours. You know, 72 hours came. That Rev probably busy, you know, and everything. You know, they, yeah, 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 it might be revival night or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me call. Rev ain't answer my call. Rev ain't answer my text. And then, you know, the receptionist, she's like, we'll get, you know, he, like, I'll leave a message for you. About a week and a half later, uh, get with me. Brother Burton, we talked to the deacon board, and right now, you know, we got a, a member to kind of do something similar to you mm. than what you do and everything. We're going to try to do that, but what we're going to do, we're going to keep you on, well, keep you in uh, the files or whatever and get back you with know, you. Keep you in mind, yeah. basically. Ain't no standbys. But anyway, that was something I really was excited about mm. because, now one, yeah, you make some money with it and everything. We're like, cool, this is what I do. You know, you're not getting amped up, you know, closing deals. But it was just like that, man. I put damn uh, damn near a week mm-hmm. with getting that little proposal and package together, doing a little, you know, historical work, making those little graphs and charts. And no. Um, and typically with me, man, I got like a, you know, naturally I got a 48-hour uh, recovery period where I'd be like, there's some bull, you know, walking around. Kicking dirt, feeling like boo boo and everything, blaming. <laughs> oh, I had the same issue. She well, was talking about, I had a, a pretty famous comedian want to do a podcast. Came and met with me, talked to me. Uh-huh. Sent to supposed to be executive producer. Called me. We talked about a few things. Talking about, oh yeah, we're gonna do this podcast. Blah blah blah. That was two weeks ago. I ain't heard from him. Yeah, they might get back with you, but at the end of the day. But this is the third time. time we didn't did this. Third time we didn't went through this little song and dance. Well, you know, you play baseball before. You know how it is, right? right. Strike three. Hey, look, look. So yeah. they call, he called the other day. Didn't answer the phone. Yeah, they want to. They want to know how we do what we do. Yeah, that's proprietary for one. But for two, I'm not gonna just tell you everything. Yeah, ask you so you can help them get a stuff right, started. Right, right, right. Yeah, sound good. But um, <laughs> you know that was you know even with me, man. Like I said, I usually have like a 48 hour period. Well, I'm probably just laying in the bed and mm-hmm. talking about what ain't fair and everything. But after that, man, shit, we, we back at it. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things with most successful entrepreneurs. Uh, their recovery period is a, a much faster than average person. We all hurt the same. You know, okay, I mean, I feel, I be devastated. I be this, that, and that. But, you know, my, you know, want or my feelings to get everything started, go get some more money is much greater. So like I said, the the, the 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 pain is just as intense, but the recovery is much 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 shor- uh, shorter. Mm-hmm. And you learn that quickly that you know, hey, look, you know that didn't work, but that wasn't meant to work. You'll find some kind of way to look at it. You know, her loss. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't like her anyway. You know, so and that's one of the things, man. We just learned that uh, you don't you, you don't dwell on everything like that. You know, just it's not an issue of compartmentalizing pain. Or just dwelling on you know certain things you like, and you look at it more so as a learning point. What could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. You know, could I have presented it this way? Could I did that? And if you can truly say to yourself, "No, nah, I gave him a pretty good proposal. This, that, and that didn't work." You, all right, cool. Let's keep it moving. Go keep to the moving. next one. Keep pushing. And, and that's how it is. But a lot of people, when things don't happen, devastated. And you see people like even with now you see the the posts on Facebook, black folks don't want to support you. Your family don't want to buy your stuff and everything and all that and everything. You know, look, man, damn, quit quitting. Quit whining. Right. Put that energy into trying to sell instead of sitting there dwelling on you ain't sold. One can't take off. You know? 
I'm hell on the Kente cloth, man. I know. I'm going to say, somebody yeah. was trying to sell yeah. you a Kente cloth. No. Nah. Was... <laughs> ain't nobody trying to sell them, but they ain't never damn selling. All right. You know? And everything. So that's the thing about it. You know, you know everybody overstocked these dashikis. <laughs> we don't pay Black History Month. Right. We had paid Quans to pay Black History Month, so... Everybody got to get some car wash rags, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't guilt anybody into supporting your dream. It's just not, it just don't work that way. It just, I mean, and I see it all the time. People cry and. What you got, what you got in here? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I went on a job interview. You know, I love doing shopping centers. That's my passion, mm-hmm. man, shopping centers. I love that. I don't know if I love it as much as this and DJing, but I love it. Yeah. And I went on the interview mm-hmm. and told them, you know, all the stuff, you know, that they should be doing, they could be doing. They was like, oh, yeah, 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 we like that. And because the person that was doing it was not a property manager. He was actually a landscaper. They just had put him in that position. Yeah. So they was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Took I, I took all my ideas and used them. <laughs> and they ain't called me back nine times. That was years ago. But sound, anyway. Sound like corporate America. Yeah. I did a similar thing where I had a... Uh, when I first got out of grad school, I had my old job. I had designed this whole assistant controller position, you know, how I was strategically going to do this, that, and that. And that went around between the, the executive director and the, 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 the controller for a year. Everybody yo-yoing me. Once I finally quit the job and left, they done made somebody assistant controller. <laughs> Shit was never even there. <laughs> hey, man. That's the game, man. Right, that's the game. That's the game, man. So, you know, that's one of the things. So you just live and learn and everything. And I always look at it like that. It wasn't meant to be. That's it. It wasn't meant to be and everything. So, But that's why I said that. Every no is saving you from something. That's my new motto. Exactly. Saving you from something. There you go. There you go. And, and, you know, you can't dwell on that. But that's one of that third one. They don't really, uh, they're able to recover them figures real quick. And I think a lot of times when people don't get things going the way they want to go or the speed they want, it's something that, you know, it's other people never look at, hey, man, just let it be. Mm-hmm. It might not be them. It may not be me. It just ain't meant to be. We just going to keep it moving. But that's very, very critical. I think a lot of people stop mm-hmm. when things don't work out or things ain't going their way and just, hey, man, I just quit it all together. But you never know. You might be a sale away or a week or a day or an hour away from success. Mm-hmm. But because you quit. You will never and that's know. the thing. But I tell a lot of kids, you know, especially like track, you know, look, you know what's going to happen in that race once you slow down or stop. You never know what's going to happen if you keep running. Mm-hmm. Guy besides you trip up and fall, they slip, they catch a cramp. But we know what's going to be, what's going to happen when uh, you quit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. You know it. You know it. So that's the thing about it. Don't quit. Don't quit. But, it, you know, that, that recovery failure is very, very crucial. The fourth one is uh, one I pr- probably uh, – I fell into a lot growing up, and I think probably you know is um, it's one of the things I push with my kids. M- most successful entrepreneurs are passionate, lifelong learners. You know, when I was a kid, man, I was very you know older folk call me nose ass boy. <laughs> I call myself very inquisitive. <laughs> Just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was always met with, you know, why the hell you keep asking questions? Why the hell you this? Why you do that? And everything like that. But uh, luckily, all my kids are that way. Mm-hmm. And I always have to explain to them, like, look, it's nothing wrong with us. It's something wrong with them. Right. And it's nothing wrong. That's the, the, that's the gift to always ask why and how and not accept what you're told all the time mm-hmm. and everything. And people that are that are successful entrepreneurs, they continuously want to improve themselves, learn new things, learn different things. That, I mean, it ain't necessarily have to do with their business, but just keep using that brain muscle that we talk about all the time is, you know, a muscle that you can use to your 100 years old. You, you you can meet a person that's 70, 80 years old that's, you know, a reader, learning and doing stuff. And you they, when they talk, man, they still got all their faculties. Right. And then somebody just been, like, playing the cash three or doing something forever, you be like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And it's not now a knock on them. It's just the whole point of, you know, have not been using those cognitive muscles a lot. And they just like any other muscle in your body, they will deteriorate and go away. But you see entrepreneurs, they're always trying to find new things. They're always trying to find uh, uh, different stuff out about the world. And it's not to do it yeah. better. Ways yeah. to do things yeah. better. And like I say, it may not have anything to do with their business, but they're just constantly trying to learn different so, stuff, different things. You see guys that, you know, got a factory or something like that. They like doing archery and, you know, or fishing or working on cars. Mm-hmm. Just always want to learn something and everything like that. The mind is always churning and understanding the, the, the importance 
of of being a lifelong learner, the importance of always trying to uh, uh, use things because they, well, I don't forget the percentage that they said most people just don't even use. You know, I think it's probably like a third that we even use of our you know brain capacity. I, th- I thought they said we only use ten percent of our brain. Shit, well, hey, there you go, ten. You know, yeah, yeah, that's that other ninety percent. We probably be flying. Oh right? my god! <laughs> and you see those people that are just those uh, elite thinkers, the Einsteins, the Stephen Hawkins, and stuff like that, and those guys, they next level. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and they and they were both, you know, looked at it like, what the hell, you know, this this guy's an idiot or an imbecile mm-hmm. and everything. But they just that brilliant. And um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say it because mm-hmm. you know, I didn't like when they were saying it, and I ain't, you know, I'm gonna be straight up with it, you know, because I was addressed the other day. I was in a teachers meeting mm-hmm. with one of my son's teachers, and my baby, he said that um they had a career day. I wasn't there, and they said. It was uh, the IT guy. So you, if that teacher is listening, you know what I'm talking about you. Right. Because I brought it up then. Right. Said the uh, the uh, the the global director for IT for Ch- uh, Church of Chicken with Right. And Chris asked, you know, how many Church of Chickens worldwide? Right. And the teacher was like, why would you ask something like that? He brought it up in the meeting with me. And I know why Chris asked. And he's just like, you know, you know, the man that is standing there, I said, why you think he asked? He said, well, you know, he's thinking about you. I said, no. When the man said he was a global director, he my son think globally. We businessmen. Right. You know, they they, they just and like, if they, you're the global director, you should know. Yeah, but 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 I know how my kids think. Mm-hmm. And Chris, when I just coincidentally, Chris went in the meeting. Mm-hmm. So when I got home that afternoon, I said, hey, bro, what happened? He said, Man, you know the teacher, I asked the guy that question. He he, you know, he just was on me. The teacher was on his, his teacher was like that. I said, and I had to be straight up with my son, and I don't mean this in a bad way, bro. They don't think like us. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, you got a different kind of noggin between, you know, on your shoulders. And you thinking globally, because he said it. When the man said it, I'm thinking, okay, how many guys worldwide? I'm trying to look at this, that, and that. He's 15 years old, and that's how he processed. Mm-hmm. And people that don't process like that, they're not thinking. And that was one of the things about it. And uh, I I never learned that. Uh, I kind of was, you know, as, as a, a child, a lot of times, you know, people would probably say certain things that, that I probably mentioned or thought was dumb. But once I started, you know, getting different exposure, I mm-hmm. learned it. But never when I was younger. Right. And you try to keep certain things and questions to yourself. And I always tell parents, don't do that. Don't let your kids think. Let them ask questions. And because a lot of times as parents, we try to tell our kids to be quiet mm-hmm. because we just don't damn know. That's true. Instead of just pushing our kids to thinking. So that's one of the things that, you know, if your child is a thinker and you're a learner, hey, push it. But when you uh, want to be a successful entrepreneur, you're constantly looking at different things to learn, different ways, even with your business, new processes, new ways to do things more efficient, mm-hmm. things that are outside the scope of your business. You know, that's why, you know. If you look at things outside the scope of your business, you're trying to figure a way you can implement that into your business. Things are always, I, that's what I, we were talking about before. People just don't read. They don't, you know, if they ain't looking down at their screen and, and seeing what's on Instagram, Facebook, they not reading nothing. I mean, you got to literally put that thing I I have a book in my car an actual book because I, I love to read and I when I go to work in the morning I read 10 minutes before I gotta go in just to read something then I go to work and I might pull up some websites to to, to research some stuff I might not I'm not gonna say because I don't know who listening but I might <laughs> or I might not because I'm I just want to know I just want to because I always feel that it's always a way to do it better Absolutely. It's always something I don't know. I don't, I'm never going to say I know everything because once I do that, we dead in the war. Absolutely. I mean, you just the number one company in the world. You look at Amazon, surpassed everybody. Why? Because Kmart and JCPenney and all them were so late to try to do online sales. Mm-hmm. They were so late to want to make things efficient as far as shipping and everything like that. Saying yeah, like and, somebody and they got complacent. Man, come on, man. Walmart was late to the party, too. Do you know how many organizations I've been a part of just right now that – want to still take checks and don't want to do online sales and they're going to charge a fee. But we, <laughs> damn the fee. We can sell five times, a hundred times more of uh, the products or services online because everybody live on their phone. You want to wait till somebody bring you a check? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And those kind of things because people are hesitant to do because they don't know. And they just so, you know, uh, uh, missing the ball on so many opportunities in life. And that's the thing about it. If you're continuously learning and pushing yourself and stuff like that, you ain't going to do nothing but one thing. That's empower you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, so uh, 
kind of keep that in mind. You know, most of those guys are successful. I mean, uh, they're successful entrepreneurs are uh, passionate, lifelong learners. Again, it's a change of life, hosted by your truly Deontay Burton. Tonight's show, we're talking about five traits that are common with most successful entrepreneurs. Now, we're coming up on the last one, okay? And uh, this is where a lot of times people uh, have a big, big issue. What we're talking about, what's going on, PJ? Um, successful entrepreneurs know how to handle risk. Mm-hmm. Now, see, this is where a lot of folks lose, and you know we did a show on this, so make sure you... When I mentioned we did a show, you guys can go back in the archives of all 173 videos we have on Changing Lives and Google and that one. Yeah, and <laughs> Google that one. What we talk about the difference between taking a chance and taking a risk. And when I say that most of us entrepreneurs know how to handle risk, when we taking a chance is like jumping off a cliff mm-hmm. without a parachute. parachute. But you know some water down there. But when you done took a risk, you don't sit there and looked at, you know, how high y'all, you know, in the air, what kind of shoot for the wind gauges and everything. You looked at all. You know you got things that bad can happen, but you try to reduce and mitigate the bad stuff and have as much as possible mm-hmm. by equipping yourself with information and, and making sure things are covered to handle the risk. When you sit there and take a chance, you ain't even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like to have an unprotected sex with that fine girl at the club. <laughs> You just hoping to work out all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to that next morning, you like that next morning, you like, oh man, <laughs> call a medic. <laughs> well, you know? that's taking a chance. Yeah, man. yeah. So you just go in the bathroom and get one of the little fifty cent things out of the bathroom <laughs> wall and lower the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> when you take the risk, you did. Every time she left with, went, went home with somebody That's from a, this club. Tales, tales from the truck stop. <laughs> how many, how many mm. people she done did this with? Throwing that dark, man. But nah, that's and that's the thing about it. Most of, uh, um, you know, they people a lot of times they they miss out on their dreams. They miss out on opportunities when they had those great thoughts in their minds. They talk themselves out of stuff so quick, and you know they really don't want to put it in fruition because they find every reason out why they uh, shouldn't do it instead of trying to find out every reason how they can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's all about mindset, man. You got so many people, you know, that, well, if you do this, you got to do that. You got to do that, you know. I just even remember just, you know, when, when I left my job and went out there, you know, I ain't go out there. I ain't for the city, so I went out there on no damn faith. I, I, I sat there and covered my ass. You know, again, anything can happen. Well, I, I covered my ass, you know, just, and it took me two years to do that. Mm-hmm. So you just really just, you know, you, you know how to handle those kind of things. Because you miss some stuff and some things you just weren't prepared for happen. Absolutely. That's but, anything. You know, but but for the most part, you sit there and put yourself in a situation where, look, man, I got as much stuff possible, uh, covered as possible. I have contingent plans set up if this happens or that happens and stuff like that, and you do it. And, and, and that's it. You don't just sit here and just buy all this damn equipment and stuff and, and buy all this stuff and we're going to start selling meat <laughs> and we have done no promotions we've done no kind of advertising we don't know anything about how to actually run a restaurant or anything and I see it all the time man. I'm going down Tower Boulevard all these different little damn restaurants mm-hmm. that open up then they closed in a month or two they've done no kind of promotions they've done no kind of you know uh, really marketing assessments like cool we got this restaurant but is it needed for this particular area and right. stuff like that you know, a lot of stuff that you can hire a guy like me from Majestic Business Services and stuff like that. You know, we can do that front end analysis. I had a good job the other day, man. I was at this uh, brother, uh, that um, uh, granite, uh, the granite, granite slab company and everything. Yeah, We're doing okay. a little uh, mark analysis and everything from him and stuff. You know, I do the same thing them guys from uh, Hell's Kitchen and Bar Rescue do. Right. I ain't as expensive. But you do it. Yeah, I do it, man. Okay. I ain't saying I'm cheap either, but <laughs> do the same thing they doing and everything. Just go in there, your business, and fix it up. But those are the things about it, just looking at, you know, what we say we try to hedge those risks. What we try to, we look at all the things bad can happen and just try to mitigate it by putting certain systems and operations in place to do it. But that's what successful entrepreneurs do. It's not they have this big S on their chest and they just don't care or whatever. They try to mitigate losses. They try to do whatever they can to cover certain things because, you know, they see it can happen mm-hmm. and they put certain systems and procedures in place. And that's what it is. People say, well, you got to do this. You just go out there on faith or just take it all yourself. 
Uh, she no, you don't. No, you don't. Not today. No, you don't. Right. Coca Cola, uh, General Electric, all you know, uh, Delta, all those Fortune 500 companies. They didn't get that because they just had that kind of damn attitude. They look at the risk. They know the highs and lows, peaks and valleys. They know they understand trends and what happens in different kind of cycles, and they plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing about it, and, and you have to kind of understand that kind of stuff. And what I've always preached to people: listen. If you want to get in business and everything, you're totally clueless on operations. Either hire uh, someone like me, an attorney or an architect or, or somebody with a skill set. Or, you know, go to Atlanta Technical College and get your basic two-year business degree. Or pay somebody to work for you that, that knows that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> I was just looking at something on uh, on the rapper. I think it was Megan Thee Stallion. She's trying to get out her contract. But the thing that got me kind of pissed off is when she made her excuses to why she trying to get out of the contract. Because she said, oh, I didn't really know what was in my contract. And I'm thinking to myself, you ain't had nobody read over your contract before you signed it? You, you, you know, ain't had nobody look at your contract before you before you sign on that dotted line? I mean, they putting the money in front of you, but sometimes you got to step back from the money and take somebody to take a look at it. Maybe let your grandmama look at it if she's still alive. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm going to circle back to that because that's something I want to touch on after this show and everything. And uh, uh, I know I'm going to rub some folks the wrong way, but you got an excellent point. But uh, I've been in a similar situation like Carl Crawford. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to revisit that soon we get through with this show and everything. That's what I want to kind of end the show with too, man. Just with that and everything. But – yeah, that 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 rubbed me the wrong way with some of the comments and you know people to understand certain things how certain things go and everything. I don't know all the ins and outs of their situation, but I've seen I've seen that movie before. Okay. Um, but again, that that last thing again, most such entrepreneurs they know how to uh, handle risk. So, with that said, we're gonna revisit all five of those traits again. Uh, number one being. We're talking about the five common traits of uh, most successful entrepreneurs. Number one, they know how to execute ideas. They know how to bring in fruition of an idea. You know, they don't sit here and dwell on certain things. Once they get a certain idea in their head, they know how to take from the inception of just that thing coming in their head to make it concrete and everything. That's a trait most successful entrepreneurs, that being know how to execute uh, ideas. The second being they have a passion for what they want to do or what they're doing and stuff. Like, there's just something about them that's exuding energy exuding confidence and they just love doing what they're doing and people a lot of times when you have that kind of passion have that kind of energy for what you're doing that attracts other people to you most importantly it attracts what money to you the third thing you're able to get they're able to get over fears in life and business a whole lot quicker than most people they don't dwell on certain things they hurt just as much the pain is just as intense but their incubation period for that pain for that pain and hurt is a whole lot shorter then most folks would most folks would just sit there and just be stuck in the bed for months and years at a time, or you know even quit. They sit there, learn from it, hurt from it, you know, dust themselves off, and hey, let's get back to the next thing. The fourth thing, they're passionate, lifelong learners. They don't dwell on what they've learned so far. They don't dwell on what they, you know, just being told. They're always pushing to kind of get new boundaries, find out new technology, new processes, new people, new different things that may have something to do with their business or may not have anything whatsoever to do with their businesses. The fifth thing is they know how to handle risk. And that's very, very crucial for you guys want to be business owners and stuff like that. Don't just sit there and just stay blind and stuff on purpose. You know, and, and we talk about that a lot, lab, uh, intentional ignorance. Mm-hmm. If you know it's something, you know, a lot of times people just say, well, man, I didn't know. I didn't know. Leading to what we finna start talking about. Shit, if you don't, they don't know. You need to find out. Right. And the reason why people want to say they didn't know because they feel like that takes the accountability off of them. Well, you know, people get over on you, don't damn know. BS. I got to tell you, that's one of the first thing they grill in your ass in the Army. Mm-hmm. What the hell you mean you don't know, soldier? Right. You better go find out, soldier. <laughs> right. That's one of the, I mean, you would get, tell you tell your drill, so your platoon sergeant, you don't know. <laughs> MF, what the, you know. Now, you better know. Right. And it's, un, you know, it's unacceptable. Ignorance is unacceptable. You can't do that. When you talk about your business, your livelihood, your money, your future, you have to know. Are you going to be, you know, no fluid or know everything about it? Absolutely not. Right. But you have to make some kind of conscious effort to kind of learn as much as you can about things, that being the pros and the cons, and try to make plans accordingly to cover those kind of things. So, um, again, if you have 
these traits are not, it's not saying that you're not going to be a successful entrepreneur, but I do think those are just some basic common traits that I think a lot of successful entrepreneurs have. So keep in mind, uh, we just talked about this earlier, the life of an entrepreneur is a very uh, rewarding, great, awesome, you know, feeling, but it's scary as hell, it's hectic, it's stressful, and all kind of stuff like that. And it's just like anything else in life, you treat it the way you want to, you want to treat it, and you make the best out of it any kind of situation. And I think that if you approach it that way and you got a stomach to handle the highs and lows, you'll appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times um, people never reach their full potential in anything in life because of barriers and handcuffs they put on themselves. And I talk a lot. You know, ain't nothing wrong if you want to be – if you want to do your own thing, great. If you just want, you know, just work at your job, great. The key is all always to me about being happy. Uh, I just know, again, being transparent with myself, I always wanted, that was just my whole thing growing up on Bankhead. I wanted to work downtown. I just remember going to the Rialto Theater, seeing a white man walk around on briefcases. Right. And handing off, that was just my thing. Yeah, I want to give me a suit. Rialto? Yeah, yeah the Rialto, oh, man. Okay. You know, get out, ride a 50 Bankhead, get down out the Rialto. Yeah, oh, okay. go down and look at the movies, see the white men walk around, you know, down the side street with uh, they briefcases, like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Then fast forward, I get my damn suit, and I get my briefcase, and I get my office downtown. This shit was so overrated. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, what I learned was I was not comfortable with people controlling my destiny and me asking people, <laughs> uh, you know, for a raise, asking people, bringing up shit that I knew they knew right. I was doing from a performance standpoint. I just lost, I didn't want to even go through that no more. Hey, you knew what I was doing. You know how much money I was making. That's what pushed me away. But I do think of those five common, uh, common traits that we put up, If even if one or two or three fall into you, I think that'll, you know, bulge on the road to be successful and everything like that. And uh, again, it's, uh, it's very rewarding. It's very scary. It's very rough and it's very fun. Mm-hmm. But I think if you invest in yourselves, don't quit. I think all of us have something in in us. We all have certain characteristics and traits that we're just born with or we're just a little bit better than us. Some of us are just more confident. Some of us work harder. Some people have some kind of foresight. Some people just, you know, their risk tolerance is a little stronger than others. You know, that's great. But as always, the things you have shortcomings for, work on them, push yourself and everything, get better and everything, you'll, you'll be okay. But I hope that information helped you guys, especially you guys being aspiring entrepreneurs, future business owners and everything out there. Those are uh, five common traits, you know. If you if you enjoyed the show, if you didn't show, enjoy the show, please, you know, subscribe to the channel, share the night show. Uh, uh, I feel pretty good about the information we put out tonight, and I hope it helped you guys out a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, going into what we're talking about with making a stallion and everything like that, and I'm uh, and I'm uh, say this because you know I was in the music business for about a good six months and. We know how they. We know how my ex, my <laughs> executive music career uh, thing went and everything like that, and um, this is what I I, uh, I look back at situation like that again. I don't know the ins and outs, but like I said again, I've seen this movie before. Okay. What a lot of times people don't, especially we talk about artists and stuff like that. People got to understand too, and this can go for music, uh, any kind of business deals and stuff like that. You got to bring more shit to the table than your damn talent. Right. And if a person is sitting here, you know, take assuming the risk, investing in you, and making sure stuff is paid for, and they're doing kind of stuff because if if, if Lab want to make an album, and Lab want to do it, and it flop, Lab keep it moving. Right. You know, he can stop doing it right then and there. He may come back to it later, whatever. Poochie done put all the money up. <laughs> Poochie lost his family, his house, his car. Oh, shit happened. Credit rating. Everything. Right. Just to get you off the ground because Poochie believed in you. Right. And so a lot of times, if you do hit and make money, I got to make all the money I put into you and a whole lot on top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting money in you just to break back damn even. Oh, hell yeah. I'm supposed to get all this money and, and, then, some, and then we can make go revisit some stuff. Right. And you crazy as hell. If you think that, well, I did all the work I did. Yeah, you did that, but you didn't bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's 50-50 and I got my money and then you got your money and then you doing that or something like that, that's different. But most of the time we know that's not the damn case. Right. People come to the table 
They got no damn money. They got all the talent. They got no damn kind of money. They have no knowledge about certain things. And people take a chance on you. Mm -hmm. And people put their money up and everything. So we can go into It's easy to sit and say, well, the contract, the contract. Let's go just the real stuff. Because that's what it is. A lot of times people don't want to be honest about how situations come out. Mm -hmm. You know, do folks get over on FIFA and do stuff like that? Of course. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But I think everybody's going to have to get burned a little bit. That's how you learn. Right. But on the flip side of it, too, you got to be realistic what the hell your ass bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? You know, besides you being pretty and you fine. Yeah. You might have some, some, you know, rap skill. But if you turn around, a man put his money, paying for spins, paying for promos, paying for all this other kind of stuff. When it hit, they got to get their money back and a lot on top of it. Mm -hmm. Before we start talking about renegotiation. Oh, hell no. no. Hell no. Hell no. And that's that, that's that, that's that poor man mentality. Right. I'm, I'm serious. Right. And I think people got to get out of it because they're like, well, Dude getting over, look at the deal they had and all that kind of stuff. But are you looking at the risk they assume? That's the thing about it. When you go out here and do business and stuff like that, and you do things that have a high risk, I mean, high risk means what? High reward. reward right. It also means high damn loss, too. Mm -hmm. So if you actually can sit here and bank on, put your money behind, we're talking about something that's very volatile, a restaurant, a club, an artist. And if it hit, yeah, you're going to win big, but you can lose everything. And I do think, hell, we, we got to recoup all this kind of stuff and then come back. You can't just sit here and look at it. People, And I don't think people are really realistic about that. Right. You know, the kind of stuff and everything. You know, people, you, and, and, and I think that. We nobody that. put a gun to the head and make you sign a contract either. Well, like I say again, I think that's just the thing that people throw up too easy. Mm -hmm. The contract, the contract. And that's on both sides. Right. When you sign this contract, that's what it is. Right. But you be forgetting not only did you sign a contract, but you came to the table with nothing. nothing. Because if you come to the table with something, if Lab is in need, Lab, come on, man, you you got all the late the weight. Right. You know when I get if folks come to me with a job offer, I remember like when I uh, I've been in a situation. Hey man, you want to do a CFO position? We can pay you this, that, and that. I mean, I got credentials. I got this, that, and that. I can negotiate what the hell I want. Mm -hmm. If you ain't got nothing, no, you can't negotiate. You know, You're right? You know that's the thing about it. When uh uh uh. uh when nobody offering you a job and, and, and you know you got money in your pocket, you take and you get somebody off your job, you take it. If you got eight or nine people pursuing you, you got options. Mm -hmm. You can negotiate. When you come to the table with nothing, and I just want people to understand that when you come to the table with nothing, I'm talking when I say nothing, I'm not saying that your talent is not nothing, but everybody got talent. But if somebody gonna put a machine behind you to expose that, to grow that, then they start making money. Shit, they got to get their ass back mm -hmm. and get a lot on top. Right. Nobody finna make no sacrifice to break back damn even. <laughs> I put up. What's the a, point? I put up $100,000 for you, and then and then once I get my $100,000 back, we're going to go back to the table. Oh, hell no. Right. I got to get my damn half a meal. <laughs> and then we can talk. And that's fair. Right. That's fair. Right. But when you come to the table, now a lot of times people just can't conceptualize that. That's why they want the ones to bring that stuff to the table. Hopefully your, your person learn. Okay, this is the kind of thing that it is. But when you say most of the time you're a savvy business person, savvy businessman, businesswoman, you understand, hey, I got to put this here, plant these seeds, and then hopefully a year or two they come back. You know, that's why I say it a lot of times that that, that, that uh, fear of failure, people can, can you know, right. or, or, or recovering from failure. Understand this is is a, a marathon and not a race. And when people do that kind of stuff, I, like, I understand the contract stuff mm -hmm. and not getting nobody because, you know, uh, but I just think in this most simplistic form, like, look, man, default took a chance on me when nobody else did. Default put their stuff up for me. And I heard that brother interview, and I'm pretty sure on both sides you're missing some stuff. You're missing something, right. But I do know, again, I've seen that movie before. You didn't get that way without no money. Right. And like sometimes I say, well, the guy trying to get over, the guy want fame and all that kind of stuff. And? But the guy still made the sacrifice. Well, people, yeah, yeah. You don't never forget the sacrifice. Yeah. That's the thing about it. I mean, you yeah. just, like I said, you know, I ain't saying no talent ain't worth nothing. But I'm saying it's a lot of folk got talent. We see the damn, the the, the homeless guy, he's singing like a jaybird. Right. Yeah, all on YouTube. Right. You see the sisters, they be all that damn crystals. They be harmonizing. Right. And they ain't going no further than damn Big crystals. crystals. <laughs> They might luckily when they get that machine behind them to right. push it. But that's just how that is. And I just think people, we got to sit here and be realistic about what we bring to the table and, you know, just how business goes and stuff like that. And hopefully when you get to the point where everything goes goes past that, 
you learn it, you renegotiate, then you do your own thing. Mm-hmm. But to sit here and say, like, well, look how the deal is that, and they getting this, they getting that, shit. They deserve huh? it. Huh? <laughs> huh? Like, that's a whole different concept when you start talking about, you know, I should be getting this, so it's supposed to be 50-50. Oh, hell no. It's 50-50, and we come with a 50-50 thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not how, that's not how, big, that ain't how anything goes. I got to make mine back and a whole lot on top. Right. And then we're going to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and the only way you don't see that, you ain't come to the table now. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. And I just think that was the thing that stuck out with me the most because uh, I've had them kind of conversations mm-hmm. about what they feel like they should have, this, that, and that. You better get your head back on that motor bus talking <laughs> that shit to me. Huh? Can't even pay no damn studio. I've been there, but I seen that. Right. I, I seen see. that movie before, <laughs> several times. Want to use studio forever? For yeah, I ain't got nothing, man. Want to do shows? Want yeah. promo and all that stuff? I ain't got no damn money. Mm. No damn money. Then but you think do you're supposed to do it. Supposed to do it. And any kind of good music is up. They see exact. They see it. They gonna put the money behind it. Mm-hmm. But when the money come, they gotta get theirs and a whole lot. That's just how that goes. So. Again, I, I will say, getting at this claim, I don't know the whole, the all the sides, but like I said, I've seen that movie before, mm-hmm. and I understand that it's you know. So if you're looking to get in those kind of industries, music or even anything, you know, you you going to somebody to push behind you or your investor, I understand you know. Just we talk about that on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. You don't go on Shark Tank to tell them about your you know right. your good product. You go to the investor to tell them what this is how much it's gonna make. This how much you gonna make and everything. And that's why they should give you the money, mm-hmm. not by, you know, this how much money you gonna make. You can imagine how many calls I get. <laughs> these crazy ass business ideas. Yeah, man, I can make this kind of money. Well, what the hell are you gonna make me? me right. Like you gonna give me my money back? Oh hell no. Either I own it or you gonna be damn paying me for a long damn time. Right. Because if it were easy, you'll take your ass to the bank, right? <laughs> exactly. Huh? You, you coming to me a total stranger? You went to your family. What a business idea. You know, we talk. This is this one. Of the, I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to understand. You you come with an idea. The cheapest who charge the cheapest are all the rates. The bank. Bank. And so if you ain't went to the bank, you couldn't go to your family. You couldn't go to your friends. You come to a total stranger. Oh hell yeah, my rates are a whole lot higher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. I just think a lot of people lose that. Yeah. And everything. They be want to be on Shark Tank and hey, we can do this, we can do that. Oh hell no. And them guys ain't mean. They just business folks. Right. You know, it's the reason why they're in that position. Mm-hmm. So I just I just wanted to talk on about that, man, because I just I looked at that and uh, unfortunately that seemed like those those people were actually very close at some point in time, mm-hmm. and you hate that money does certain things because people see it, but not understanding like those be situations, especially in that industry, you gonna get money, yeah, but you know you can cut some folks and get money, but once they tired of you, they tired of you, cause you know. She ain't going to be no, that big old freak and all that stuff forever. She's going to get a couple of rolls and all that kind of stuff. Right. Hey, things going to settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. Gravity. <laughs> Gravity. And what you going to do? What you going to do? She ain't going to be dropping the what? what uh, my no. friend say she want to make the style I need. Them knees going to go out eventually. Man, come on now. Come on now. So that's just something everybody think about. You know, right. just those good business practices kind of, I'm glad you brought that up, but, uh, I mean, I hope everybody enjoyed the show tonight where we talk about five common traits of uh, all successful entrepreneurs. Again, um, just revisit a couple of things. Make sure you go to Change the Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to it. Um, also visit Mr. Short Dollar where we talk about personal finance, entrepreneurship, business, and real estate investing. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Go to the Facebook pages. We've got the same information, some stuff a little different here and there. Uh, like both Facebook pages. Submit any kind of questions. Uh, show ideas or things you got things we should do certain things about you know i love the feedback love the interaction make sure you're sharing it pushing it all right and you know we need we need to keep growing putting this good information out to everybody um also you know in the middle of taxis you know on the majestic business services we are one-stop shop for small businesses we do the tax preparation for uh individuals i know a lot of most of the individuals got it done now so right now we're getting a lot of the small businesses and people coming in you're a small business, you know, you need to get your taxes done. You got everything in that back room in that Nike box. Come on, bring it to us. We'll get you squared away. Also, right now, if you got, you know, I got a video going now, man. Listen, we do uh, the consulting work, you know, the payroll. If you want to sit here and say, I got a business idea, D, I don't know how to make it happen, 
you come see me. Book an appointment. We'll take care of you. As always, all the links to everything is, is listed, you know, on the bottom of the video on YouTube. You go on Facebook. I got links everywhere, you know, as far as going to the website, which is www.majesticbiz.com. Or you can give me a call at my office at 678-479-4007. Again, that's 678-479-4007. Again, all that information is listed below all the videos and stuff. But most importantly, again, lastly, uh, appreciate you guys for all the love and support you guys have been giving us and stuff like that to me, uh, Changing Lives, Mr. Short Dollar, everybody at Misfits Radio, Misfits uh, Media Group, all the different shows and stuff. Just keep supporting all those guys. We love you. Hey, look, see you next week. Remember, next week's show. <laughs> so, man, because the leader of his house, if he isn't the primary breadwinner. So, head out, yeah. <laughs> Head of household, you're not a primary breadwinner. So all you couples gonna get your box and gloves together. You ladies can free to speak what you want to say and everything. I think it's gonna be a great show. See you guys then. Take care.